welcome to I Want to Be Your Canary, a Final Fantasy, for the most part, podcast. I am joined, as always, with my dear friend, Mr. Scooter. What's happening? Not much, my friend. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Happy, uh, where are we at? Tuesday evening? Happy Tuesday Eve. Happy Tuesday Eve, indeed. Is it Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, well, getting closer to Wednesday, hump day, but uh, for now, yep, we're stuck on Tuesday, so happy whatever day it is to y'all out there. Just a good guy. Well wishing, well wishing. Um, today, we are going to take a little bit of a break from Final Fantasy and kind of do our You Should Play This series. So our You Should Play This series, we, uh, You Should Play This series, I think I got that goofed, yeah, is we talk about other games that are similar to uh, Final Fantasy, and we kind of talk about these games in the realm and not uh, of Final Fantasy and how they're like, how they're different, and if you should play them. So what do you think about that? I mean, what, what do we should be playing? What should we be playing, Colin? You should be playing, and do you want me to? Do you want me to drop the bomb now, or Ooh. do you want me to build up to it and drop the bomb at the end? You, you can because I can do it either way. I knew wins is a bomb drop. Either way, but uh, I like I like that idea of building up to it. So uh, okay, all right. Well, good luck. So uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the game that we're going to talk about today is a game that I picked up pretty much right when it came out for the Switch. And it was really when the Switch was, you know, system comes out and it takes a while for that library to really catch up to the system itself. Right. And the Switch, I don't really feel like had that much of catch up to do in comparison with other systems like Xbox does usually and PlayStation as well. And one one of the early games that came out for the Switch, uh, that was a JRPG. It was called Octopath Traveler, and it's a Square Enix game. So it's the same producers of Final Fantasy, uh, and it is the game that we're going to be talking about today. Very cool. I'm excited. I have a lot of questions, um, but I'll let you get to it. All right. So first, I'm going to kind of just talk about the game, uh, like visually and. It's it's a 16-bit RPG, uh, JRPG. So it if you were to open your eyes really quick and be uh, looking at it, you'd say, "Am I playing on a Super Nintendo?" And they it's very uh, it's very they do that on purpose. Like the the way that it looks is really well designed because it's run on the Unreal Engine. So. Uh, which kind of seems like, holy smokes, you're running a, a 16-bit game on Unreal. But the way that they do it is it is so beautiful and it is so magnificent and stunning visually that part of you just goes, they, at some point in the game, I said, they should just stop making RPGs like they do and just go back to this. <laughs> Just, that's that. That's how cool it was. Sixteen bit everything, yeah. Sixteen bit everything, and I'd be okay with that. And uh, it's the the cool thing is is you're running sixteen bit, and sixteen bit today is not what sixteen bit was in 1993, right? No. So 
it is, and I am not a software engineer by any stretch of the imagination or, you know, uh, graphic rendering or anything like that, but I can imagine that it is probably pretty dang easy to do all that stuff nowadays. I I can only imagine. Uh, however, just looking at this, this is, I mean, it's clearly running in a 3D engine, so there's, there's a little bit more going on than, you know, just a flat the, yep. 2D uh, kind of sprites because it looks like you're playing like you said a super nintendo almost that um link to the past zelda game you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um it looks a little bit like that but you you look a little closer and you're going oh man there's there's a lot going on here so it's cool if looking. It, it is and the sprites kind of make think about it like this the sprites if we're going to relate to final fantasy make movements that are similar to the way that sprites moved in Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, okay. And okay. had the facial expressions um, and characteristics of Final Fantasy VI. So okay. hmm. it is, and it's very, very smooth. And the background rendering of the battle scenes and the overall environment is really what sets it apart from other like that is what if you look at that you go okay i'm not playing a super nintendo game anymore this is there's something else here and i think that that's kind of what you're talking about the 3d background stuff as yeah. well yeah it, it, it pops i guess Mm-hmm. yeah and uh the the sound is also really really well done the sound it is a very beautifully orchestrated game as well so, so quick question on the sound is it uh, voice acted there is voice acting yep there okay. is voice acting so and it's and it is here's the thing about the voice acting the some of the characters are just straight up archetypes and that can that can often be kind of obnoxious in some games especially if you're trying to voice type just a just an archetype itself sure but the way that they do it is so well done the characters are so unique and um they are so well constructed and complex that when you're playing the game and you're like listening to them and the voice acting and following their stories, you're like, oh man, this is awesome. These are awesome characters. Hmm. It always helps so. when you have really good VAs in games, you know, you, you get more uh, invested in them, I guess. Yes. And one of the things that they do is it's not all voice acting. And I don't know which company it is that does the voice and stuff but it's in persona 5 they do the kind of the same thing where there's a wall like a lot of text and the character will like say the first couple words or say something that kind of like if you were to say if you're in you know uh, one of the games and saying well uh i'm going to the store and i'm going to pick up something your character might say i think i'll go there or i think i might yeah. go to the store and so it's just kind of sums up what is going snippets yeah 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 and then you read the rest of it so they do they do a lot of that and uh that's uh, i do like that that's cool right on um so and you said the music though to touch on that real quick uh Anything that really stood out about the music especially or just, I mean, overall pretty fun to listen to? Overall, it's just got a great soundtrack. Um, If you listen to it, it's just like, wow, this is a, this is awesome. It's just a, it's just really good. 
So, um, and it's yeah, it's it's very final. It's very Final Fantasy. Sans the storyline, it's very Final Fantasy. Um, the storyline itself is uh, there's eight different characters that you can choose to start as. So you can start as any one of them. And the cool thing is, is you can, you can play with one character and play the entire game with a single character and never pick up another character if you don't want to, or you can go around and collect every character and do every character's story. So Hmm. Octopath, eight, uh, path. Everybody is on their own journey. They're all traveling for a specific reason, and everybody's individual journey is not an uh, is not a world ender. It's not mm. the um, you know Tessa's uh, journey and um, uh, gosh, who else is there? It's been a while since I've played it. No uh, worries. Yeah, but it, so it's not going to be like you know uh, the Final Fantasy VII story where we're all uh, running to save the planet together at the end. It, you get to go about it differently or or is everybody trying to save the planet in the end? There to not to be a, a, a ruiner, but at the very end of the game there's an optional an optional uh, quest which all of your um, all of your characters stories have kind of led into like kind okay. of pieced together on this yeah. and that is kind of a more of a world ender. Okay. But Everybody's individual quest, which is what the game's main focus is, um, is they're just kind of like, oh, I got this journal and I've always wanted to be a traveler and I'm going to be the best merchant ever. And oh, no, now this kind of small thing with this group happened and now I need to save so and so. Gotcha. So but it's not like if you don't complete it, you know, the meteor is going to crash into the earth. Interesting. So so you don't have to complete each one. Um I'll ask. I'll keep asking questions when I think of it. I thought I had one, but I cool. didn't. It you could th- with the um, with th- this game could be like I said, conflated with an early Final Fantasy VI story, just kind of the way that it is, uh, or a Final Fantasy VI, um, I guess, game. It's like I said, the stories aren't world enders, but. Final Fantasy VI also kind of everybody was coming into their own and having their own different uh, stories as well. So I guess that kind of um, mixes in there. Yeah. The the one of the things that's big on this is it has job classes and you can multi class. So uh, it, huh. which is cool. There's there's eight job classes, one for each character, and then there's four different job classes in which uh, you can go out and find. So cool. that's something that I'm big on is I love job classing. And, you know, if you want to be a thief, you can be a thief. And your second job can be a um, uh, can be a warlock or your second job can be a knight. Yeah. So I really like that. It That's, is, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's a lot of fun when you get that uh, the, the creative freedom to uh, mm-hmm. kind of build your characters as you want to play them as. Yeah, and you always retain your default ability. So if I am a, if I am start off as a thief, I will always have my thief abilities, but I can also utilize the uh, uh, job classing ah, of, like I said, yeah. a knight or a mage or something like that. So That's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of hybrid jobs and stuff. Yes. Yeah, it is really cool, and they do a really good job with it. So, uh, 
the the characters in this game, uh, like I've said, is essentially every character in this game is an optional character except the one that you you choose to begin with. Um, oh, okay. You don't have to get. You can play the story as just a single character. And you can just go and complete the quest for that character and call it, you know, call it a day. Uh, and that's, you know, their story's done. Do you feel good about yourself? All right. Or you can, you know, pick up a character. Okay, well, you got to go to this town. Oh, well, here's this character. Now I'm talking this character. Oh, they want to come with me on my journey. And then now all of a sudden you can do that person's uh, uh, story or you can continue to do your own or both simultaneously. Okay. So, so it's not like, um, I don't know what a good example of this would be, but you, you don't swap characters, you know, just constantly you, you go travel, find them and then choose whether or not you want to play with them or as them. Yeah. So they, they okay. become part of your party and gotcha. it's like, it's a four person party. So you do can do some, uh, switching out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, like, it, you know, who's. Who's in your party? What was the one in... Uh, I'm just going to keep using the Final Fantasy VII example because it's on my mind. That Remember you had that little cell phone, the PHS or whatever it was called, in your pocket that you could pull up the start menu? Yes. So so can you do that in this? Or is like you're saying... I'm gathering, though, it's more... It's different than that. Uh, you can change... I think it's in town when you have to change your... Okay. Uh, I think it's at the bar is where you change your um, the group characters. Yeah, okay. yeah, the, the group that you're in. So, uh, but there's a lot of different things that you. Everybody has a well, not everybody, but you have special abilities of, you know, you can steal in town from people, you can pickpocket from people, you can uh, convince people to come with you, and like some of that is chance if it ha- if it happens or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like in town things that you can do that um, is kind of leads to different parts of the story or just kind of to the benefit of maybe getting new items or, you know, what have you. But yeah, it is, everybody kind of has their own thing that they can do. And it's really, it's really cool. And it's a, it's a lot of fun how every, every character is so different. And, and there's no character that's really like, oh, well, this person had a pretty strong story, but this story was pretty weak. Yeah, so that's uh, what I was going to ask. Is there an obvious main character? Mm-mm. The main character is the ch- character you choose. Cool. So, which is a which is awesome. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's really cool. Um, they they don't like. Oh well, if you choose this one, you're going to get a really uh, more bang for your buck, if you will. Yeah, I so, guess the replayability is definitely there. Then this way, and. To put it into perspective, I think I've put, uh, last time I checked, somewhere between 90 and 110 hours into the game, and I still hadn't beat the world-ending kind of side quest at the end, because it's hard. Gotcha. So you have to get, do you have to finish all eight characters to get there then, Mm -hmm. or is that what it feels like? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you got to finish all. And when you start to play the game, this is one of those games where you you might start to play and go, oh boy, I'm going really fast, and I, I gotta I want to pace myself because I don't want to end it too quick. But the more characters you, that you pick up, um, the more uh, you know adventure that you're gonna have, and yeah. they do a really good job of 
one, the stories are really great. Everybody has a really great story. Um, and the second thing is, is it really helps you if it's like, if you haven't done Alphen's Quest for a while and you go to do Alphen's Quest, it's like, this is what's been going on. And it's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy to get like sucked back into his story. Hmm. So uh, they do a really good job of that, of not making things too complex that it's like, oh, geez, uh, what was this part of the story again? I can't remember. Um so th- that I really like. And, and for a, when you play this game, it's like it's, you know, it's very vibrant, but yeah. visually and auditorily is very vibrant. But there are some dark themes in this uh, in this game where you're like, yeah. wow, that's that's so, dark. So I guess then kind of uh, circling back a bit is uh, what is the story? Well, so, or n- not not to to spoil it, but yeah, if you could give just an over a quick overview of like what what is the world that we're placed into? It's it's tough to define what the story is because all of the stories are very different. Everybody has just their individual quest that it's not a world ending thing. It, it, it may only happen. The story may only happen in three different places or four different places. Uh, and the rest of the world would never know about this character, gotcha. but it's that it's that person's personal journey, maybe to save their sister or to help recover this artifact, or they have to do something to, you know, get out of trouble. Yeah, but it would be tough to say. Well, this is the story of what's going on in the world because, realistically, it's just this is the world, and people have some of their own individual stuff that is going on, and most of the map is for each character. Most of the map is completely irrelevant to that character. There's only a few places where that character's story is happening. So mm-hmm. really, there's only a few different places in the world and on the map where that character is relevant. Huh, interesting. So, so, so yeah. okay, now touching on the, the world, the setting. Yeah, what is the setting? What, what kind of, are we in uh, the future? Or are we in the past? Are we today? What's the world like? Uh, I, it's, it's towns. Um, so like medieval maybe or I I think it would be beyond medieval a little after okay. but you have but you definitely have some of that feudalism you definitely have a medieval touch because you definitely have like the knights um, okay. and you have uh, you know mages and um, standard you know, stuff yeah yeah some sta- some standard stuff there but once you play it it feels less king to me uh, but. That is certainly uh, an aspect of it. If you if you okay. played it, you might go, well, this just kind of seems like somewhere between like if we were just moving past, you know, medieval and kingdoms being like the big thing. Okay, but I mean, you know, I don't dislike that era. So Mm-mm. yeah, okay. so it's not it's not all you know kingdoms and castles and everything. There, yeah. you know, towns are crop, you know propping up and uh, um, cities and, you know, relative to 16-bit cities, that is. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Uh, I said uh, for my notes here, I said this game is a true SNES mastery, but it's on the Switch. Um, There's no doubt that the capabilities of the Switch enhance the 16-bit gameplay, but they do not really try and do too much. They, They... 
kind of put boundaries on themselves as far as we're not going to try and like make this a like we're not gonna it's gonna be a 16-bit game and you know what we're gonna make a great 16-bit game yeah so they they didn't give you just like 3d cgi cutscenes, you know with movies class uh graphics mm-hmm. and stuff so, okay so cutscenes and all the the thing stays true to the the sprites characters and you yep. know the 2d world okay and cool. uh yeah so in the interactions uh, of the characters are awesome like i said if you're thinking about uh final fantasy tactics and the way some of those sprites move and um yeah. communicate and yeah. interact with one another uh the game plays as a 16-bit uh era JRPG. There's some repetitiveness in the quests that you'll kind of find, but you know what? That that just is a little bit of SNES. It, it's just True. kind of a little bit of that. So I respect that, that it's like, okay, well, it's kind of, I, I, I sense a little bit of repetitiveness, but I'm really enjoying it. So it doesn't, um, it is something that you just have to understand and accept uh, and appreciate it as a nod to the 16-bit game or 16-bit era, because um, I, I really liked that portion. When I when I realized it was happening, I thought it's like 1993, baby. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yep. Um. I I uh, oh man, there's just there's so much good so, stuff to say about this game. Yeah. Okay. I guess real quick, I'll just go over one or two of my questions again is, uh, what was the, the meat and potatoes of the game? Like the, uh, the battle system, the, the battle system is awesome. It is, it looks just like a final fantasy characters mm-hmm. on one end, bad guys on another. And the, uh, you could save up your attacks, which was cool. Uh, so like you like could, and, and you could deliver, like if you saved up th- and it's not even saving up, it's just not expending every, every turn you get, um, kind of like a build up for your special attack. Sure. And if you don't expend it, then you can build it up to, I think four and you can do a few different things with that. You can, you, you can have them release their massive attack if it's all the way filled up, or you can release uh, four attacks at one time. And the uh, one of the aspects that I love most about the game is every uh, every enemy has a weakness. It could mm-hmm. be to a certain weapon or to a certain element of magic. And if you and, and everybody has like a counter, every enemy has a counter, so that might be like oh. three, and it means. Uh, and let's say it's three dagger fire. It means anytime they get hit with a dagger attack or a fire attack, they become uh, they become weak and their defense uh, goes way, way low. And essentially they're knocked, I guess, knocked out, but not dead. And they can they can come back, but they're most vulnerable at that moment. So, right. If you play it right, kind of like Persona, actually, a lot say, like it, Persona. It sounds kind of like that system, but, uh, you know, probably different in, in a little bit of ways, but uh, sounds yes. familiar. Yeah. But you can really control a battle if you have a variety of uh, different Weapon types or weapons. Skills or, yeah. 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 Interesting. And, okay. and based on your, like, if I'm a thief and I am also uh, my. 
you know, subclassing a black mage, yeah. I might have access to four different weapons and I can flip through those and uh, I can equip That's myself with any of them. And yeah. it's like, oh, this person is uh, vulnerable to staff attacks. No. Psst, boom, hit That's them with a couple staff, staff attacks. Next one. Oh, this person is vulnerable to uh, dagger attacks. Switch over, and I got my dagger, and now I'm doing vulnerable damage. So that is one of the coolest parts of the um, the battle the system, battle, yeah. and the voice acting in the battle is awesome. That's it's nice. so much fun, so <laughs> much fun. So, and then my only other question on the battle system is: when you're running around the map, is it like? Um, random you know you don't know when the screen's gonna fade away to a yep. battle okay cool. yep so it's yeah it's a transition into battle um then you know get your not not necessarily the victory fanfare of final yeah, fantasy yeah. but you know something similar and um yeah. oh dude it is just like talking about it. it's like i should just like forego sleep in. tonight yep play this play um, this instead I guess, and then the, the last bit on that was like the inventory system. What are we talking? Are we talking like, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons level of writing notes or, or we have three items that'll get you through the game? Uh, there's not a whole ton of items. There, it's, there's not an overwhelming amount of items. There's enough items uh, to satiate. But, okay, there's, there's really three things... I think that items, maybe four things that items do. One, you have your uh, HP. The yep. next thing is you have your um, MP, or your, your pretty much your mana, right? right? The next one is your uh, that kind of buildup of uh, super attack that I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can increase that as well. And then you have like status effects that, you know, use this to get status effects and then you have your you know you can use this for lightning damage right, uh, right. Uh, you can use this so there's not Space a whole ton there's stuff. not an overwhelming amount of items there's a yeah. final fantasy-esque amount of items i would yeah, say okay okay fair enough so and the items are very very helpful uh in the game it's it's one of those where it's like okay items are going to be something that i do use often um in part because it can get to a point where it's like okay i was in this area and i was good and now i'm in this area and it's trouble (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of obvious when you hit that okay yeah yeah yeah. it's it's pretty obvious there's no doubt so um Um, go ahead if you have a another bit you want to i'm just looking through my questions here Well, this is just kind of like an additional musing I guess I had is uh, that I wrote down. I said, Octopath Traveler should raise the eyebrows of JRPG and RPG fans all around. In a dream world, it shows the pull of simple RPGs in a graphically complex landscape. And I'm not sure of the desire or the amount of work that it would take in order to recreate uh, SNES Final Fantasy or something even like Final Fantasy Tactics. But this game shows that it's not only possible, but would be more than likely received very well by the audience. If they did a Final Fantasy VI remake in this in, in like this yeah it would be it would it would be equally if not more pleasing to final fantasy fans than if they did like did a 7-esque you know 
to the nine uh, rendering beautiful landscape right. of six. I, I think that if they did six in this like this, people would go, "This is perfect. This is unbelievable." Yeah, they. I mean, well, they, they got a few complaints porting it over to the mobile phones and stuff. So uh, I think they might rather. Well, I, I would hope they'd rather spend their time doing something like this maybe instead. But um, what, what what was it that got that you said got? Um, Complaints oh, to them. Uh, there's just if you go and you look back through just the whole series of Final Fantasy ports. Um, oh a yeah, lot of, yeah. A lot of times, you know, graphics changed entirely to mm-hmm. to to what was supposed to be better, but obviously was not. Um, it just felt like they were, you know, reaching for the mobile um, gaming money pockets, I guess, and uh, is how it came across. So. Uh, fast and shipped it out quick, kind of thing. Yeah. See, if they did it like this, if they if they did it in this regard, it would stay true to the 16-bit. It wouldn't be a reach, and they could really capitalize on Final Fantasy VI. One of the biggest things about that game was how they like were able to express so much emotion and character uh, in the faces via some of those, you know, simple sprite renderings um, and facial expressions that I I think this game would just do such a great job of that, um, that this would be something that honestly, for lack of a better term, it'd be a cash cow if they did it. They, they're the publishers, so they at least have a foot in the door to do something like this, you know, so could happen. I mean, yeah. And super well received, which I, I like in the ratings yeah. have won a bunch of awards. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I mean, I was, oh gosh dang it, I don't have that list up anymore, but I did for a minute there before the show was going. Um, it had won Game of the Year in 2018 for the Nintendo Switch, uh, and it had won in 2019 several accolades for like uh, South by Southwest Gaming um, for best uh, artistic direction and then something else for the musical score. So, um, it, it re- was well received, like you're saying, and I think, geez, even the Metacritic was <laughs> somewhere in the eights or higher. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, y- you think about it with all of the different like possibilities of graphical intensity, and sometimes it's just a- a- an easy reminder that you can create great games without breaking the time bank by y- you know doing everything so perfect and you know graphically ornate it doesn't have to be that way yeah so i mean yeah this is a good example of that yeah this is a uh it's it's just such a wonderful game it is it's there's funny parts there are sad parts um there all of the ways that the the characters the transformations that the characters go through are realistic um and the lessons that they learn are you know kind of endearing it's just it's such a so okay not to get too lovey-dovey i got to bring you back to reality here what would you what would you say you would prefer you know if if you put your developer hat on what would you make different in this game if you could the like i talked about with some of the quests there was repetitiveness uh to and i'm always a silver lining guy and i say well it's a nod to the 16-bit era um so you respect it as that yeah but 
realistically, that would have been a nice thing to change was some of the repetitiveness. I knew like, okay, now I'm going to go do this. Okay. Now I'm going to go. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was, you just kind of knew. Yeah. 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 And, uh, um, any, anything else though that you might, uh, look at, um, anything that you would expand upon? You know, I, I, I always love more job classing. Um, if yeah. they could have made the each, if they could have made each individual story a little bit longer, maybe a chapter longer. But then again, like I said, I was somewhere between 90 to 110 hours deep. And you um, had finished. Yeah. And I and I had, and I'd finished everybody's individual quest, but, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, okay. and everybody had a great, a great story. So just like if there could have been maybe another chapter to it or, um, something that was maybe not as like, Maybe just you just if oh man, stuff to say. It's just a little bit of variability, I guess. A little more variability, and okay. you just you just knew what was coming. Yeah, sure, but I mean, yeah. You know, when everybody's storyline kind of points to the well, I guess, like you said, though they're different until the end. So maybe mm-hmm. finish all the way through, and then I'll ask you that question again in a different show or something. Oh. The no. the end the end that optional boss takes a while and there's no save points. You have to beat everybody's oh. boss, everybody's final boss, and then you have to beat this whole big thing. And dude, I spent like an hour and then just Not got wiped. And I was like, Yikes. oh my gosh. And it's like Here at that goes. point, I was like, I don't want to play. <laughs> Here goes my life. Yeah. Um that's interesting though that they give you a nice challenge. That's like a the Ruby weapon challenge, you know. Oh, you, you beat that, you beat the game. And the nice thing about Ruby, though, is, geez, you can save right right outside of uh, the desert <laughs> yeah. there and go in and fight Ruby. It's like this, well, you ha- there's so many bosses. It's like you're getting your money's worth, that's for sure. You, yeah. it, it, there's a grinding component where it's like you're going to have to grind to get this done to, to really yeah. beat these monsters. So, um, I guess uh, what – so just going back to just, you know, kind of – different things uh would hmm is it as good as uh your favorite games is this in your top 10 this is this here's my here's my bomb okay this is one of the best jrpgs ever made yeah just boom all things all things considered you take on the table you take all things considered and you know story and um battle mechanics visuals uh sound like everything and you and you come you can compare this with the best of them um sometimes you're comparing a little bit of apples and oranges uh, but as if you take a look at it as a jrpg this is one of the best games that's ever been made as far as jrpgs go um one of my favorites it is uh for for all intents and purposes, this is a Final Fantasy game. It's created by Square Enix. It looks and plays like an early Final Fantasy game. The most notable part of a Final Fantasy game has always been its battle system, in my opinion. And I know that we've talked about an Octopath has a very familiar turn-based system. It's complete with a turn tracker, kind of like uh, kind of like Final mm. Fantasy X and Tactics. So you mm. can see who's coming up in which order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and as someone who is a Final Fantasy snob, and I know that I am, sometimes I am reluctant to navigate outside of the Final Fantasy realm to play new 
JRPGs, which I, yeah. I, I recognize is, is folly, but I can say with absolute confidence that this game is going to hold up against most Final Fantasy games. And while the story lacks a little bit of uh, lacks a little bit of storyline unpredictability, it is an awesome 16-bit uh, JRPG. It would be it, it would be right there with I would say as a whole, it's probably better than Final Fantasy IV, which is one of my favorites, and yeah, it's probably it's probably <laughs> right behind six as far as if not nice. e- if not even with six. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, hey, they only have 2020 technology to make it better, so right. uh, you know, it better be as good. No, I, I mean, it's it's got to take a team of a lot of talent and hard work to uh, oh, to make something good. So, um, and th- this this game is this, and I've said this before. This game right here is going. It's not going to. It already has. And we will look back on this at this game and say, this is the game that saved JRPGs and RPGs. This is the game that kickstarted it again. This is the game that got people back into and primed the uh, JRPG series um, in a world of Fortnite and in a world of Halo and in a world of um, Madden and Skyrim. JRPGs started to fall behind a little bit. it kind of became an antiquated thing. And I think that this game is going to be the game that Nintendo is going to go, we can still do this. Uh, and Squeenix is going to say, we can still do this. We can still make unbelievable games like these with this type of battle system and this type of XYZ and be successful. And I think that this game is going to reinvigorate JRPGs um, and you're going to start seeing a lot more, maybe not in the immediate future, but you're going to see more more great JRPGs because of this game. I mean, I hope so because, you know, we both made this very clear to everybody listening that, uh, gosh darn it, we just want our turn-based system back in the That's remake. right. <laughs> we don't ask for much. But we do ask for this. Grumbling, yep, jeez. No, um, it it sounds really intriguing. Uh, You know, at the very least, it's going to be a familiar setting for a lot of us, Mm -hmm. which will be fun to jump into. Um, I haven't seen it on uh, any sales. I always put these kind of games that you you mention in the pipeline on my wish list, and I haven't seen an email pop up. It was it was fifty percent off the last summer. It, oh gosh, dang it! I missed that one. Uh, I'll pick it up here soon then. But uh, uh, if it's not on sale constantly, that's got to mean it's doing well, though, right? Like you know, full price game still. It has so. sold. Uh, I'm gonna just take a look here. Octopath Traveler uh, sales number. Let's see here. Uh, by August 2018, uh, the go- the game had. Uh, sold over a million copies worldwide. As of January 2019, the combined physical and digital sales of the game had exceeded 1.5 million. So that was and, almost geez, that two was only a, almost two years ago. 1.5. Yeah, so yeah. So and I mean, in March of 2020, uh, Nintendo confirmed that Octopath had passed two million in global sales and shipments. Once you start getting, you know, well, that sounds weird to say, but uh, past a million mark, a while ago, that would have been a big deal. But uh, even today, that's that's no slouch. So, um, 
it seems like people are receiving it well and the word is out. So we'll keep spreading it. Yeah, uh, it, it it is. I'm just looking at screenshots from it right now. Sure. And it's so Final Fantasy. It's so Dungeons and Dragon-y kind of, you know, it pays homage to that. And yeah, it, it's so beautiful. Uh, it's such a beautiful game. I guess, okay, just to kind of finish off my questions here, is it, it is it an open world map? It it's not an open world. Yeah, uh, it kind of is. You kind of. Yeah, it kind of is. You it is. Not I guess. I, I guess stuff, it. But yeah. it, it, it's it's open world, but it transitions from like like okay, now you're in this part of the woods. Okay, now you go oh, to sure. this screen over, and now yeah. you're in the town. And then you go to this screen over. So it but kind of can, is, but but you can walk around the world. It's not. Yes. You, yeah. You can pretty much walk from any spot to another point. Yeah, cool. So it is. Um, it's awesome. Um, favorite character, favorite place, and favorite song. Favorite character is probably. Uh, let's see here. Gosh, of the eight, let me take a look because I think it's. I don't want to get the name. Get the name wrong. It's been a while since I've played it, uh, but I think my favorite area are the snow areas, in part because of the way the Unreal Engine uh, does the snow. Yeah. Um, it's very, very beautiful. Um, I think that my favorite character would have to be Tressa. I think I said Tessa earlier, but Tressa. And she's okay. she's a merchant. And... Um, Reminds me a lot of her personality. Reminds me of an a, a non annoying Yuffie. So, <laughs> okay. um, she, and okay. yeah. So the uh, the and, and the cool thing is when you finish all of their quests, you get like a sepia drawing uh, that just says Finn and their character right. and them kind of doing completing what their quest yeah, had yeah. them complete and i have them actually as my computer background um yeah That's and a good idea. It, and so it's they i think they're really cool and this kind of the really touching stories but i think tress is my favorite i really like her i really liked her music as well and like i said the the rendering of anything with snow is like god this is just In the snow it's beautiful yeah right so. on um I'm just trying to look over here of the uh, final questions that I have. Um, getting to the end of my list here, though. Um, asked you about the soundtrack, the job systems. Um, can, uh, I can get it not on the Switch, though, right? You said I can get it on PC now, I believe, for sure. You can and get it yeah, you can get it on Steam, or you can get it on the Switch. And I think Stadia, you said. Right, which who knows what that is, and if Google will even continue to support it, I hope. But yeah, uh, That's an interesting um, one. Yeah. Um, oh, so, I, okay, my last question was, I, and I could be asking about the wrong game, but I um, remembered it now, is is this the game that you t told me a while ago that you could um, forge um, checks and stuff, or are we talking about a different That's game? That's Star Ocean. Dang it, okay, sorry. So, But I that's a good to game, too. That one. Okay, well, gosh I, dang it, now. I, <laughs> you're going to have to get it. it. It's, I, I would say it's a nine, nine and a half out of ten. Nine and a half out of ten. <sighs> 
if I were to get it's it's an unbelievable game. It is what would so besides the yeah, then besides the repetitiveness, what would give it the ten? Well, give it the ten. I mean, yeah. that that's the only thing. I mean, you can't yeah. I can't give it a perfect score if it's not if it has something that's like eh about yeah, it, yeah, right? Fair enough. And yeah. um just because I don't think I've ever seen a game be a nine point seven five or I guess you can make it a nine point nine with that just small little caveat, but that's, that's it. A small I mean, caveat. The, the, <laughs> it is, and the game the game is worth every penny. It's worth every uh, if if you are able to get this for half off or whatever a deal. Happy day, happy day. Go yeah, go buy yourself a lotto ticket because <laughs> yeah, like this game's worth every penny of the sixty bucks. Oh, I, I mean, well, like you said, you put 100 hours into a game. I feel like it's going to be worth that much so, if you're still in it for having fun. So, so good. So good. Right on. Octopath Traveler. Yep. I mean, hmm. It's, it's, it's a good one, man. It is. It is one of those where I don't often say this, but it's something that people should accelerate to the top of their gaming queue. Fair enough. I well, like I said in the pre-show, is that uh, I'm still getting through um, Chrono Cross about halfway, I believe. Uh, or back in the Jurassic period of that game, and then I'm, just, I'm telling you, it'll either be this game or Tactics that I'm going to play after that. But uh, I got to get through both of them, obviously now. So um, it's going to be a good end of the summer, man. Jeez, indeed. Yeah, right on. It's yeah, it's and I think that they've. I'm not going to say this for sure. I I, th- I thought that I heard rumors about uh, this game being so well received that Nintendo and Square Enix were like, let's do it again. Let's do something do it else again. similar. Sequel. Hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, if the story allows it, or you know, if they can build off of it, the success of it, then why not? So, uh, very cool. That's good to hear. And this was released what like a, you said two years ago? Yeah, something like that. Two, three years ago. Yeah, then that might be in the pipeline already if they're talking about it. So, yeah, it's it says it's in production. So, ooh, but that's that's. I I mean, I don't know how. uh, I I don't know how viable some of these you know sources are, but they're saying it's happening. But uh, it says it's officially in production from Metro.co.uk. So who knows? But usually where there's smoke there's fire yeah i mean and especially with the success story like you're saying with this so it just you know it all green lights to me so far yep it was a 2018 Um, game yeah okay so it's been out for a couple years and yeah um yeah get it get it dude It, it you will you will not uh well when you're done playing your game now but it is not a game you will regret moving up to your queue you'll go holy smokes glad i did that (laughs) yeah yeah no no joke i mean it's one of those ones too that visually you know you're just looking at the screenshots or i'm on the the screen right now and i'm going man it it looks different though it is that 16-bit stuff like you're saying but it just it's got a different feel to the art style to it so Mm -hmm. i think it'll be unique if anything um yeah, because I don't. I, I've never seen anything that looks like it. I guess. No, and you should just like if you're if you're wondering, you should just look at a. Um, you should just watch a battle. Just YouTube you a just battle. Pull, pull one up. Okay. 
and check it out. Yeah, and see what you think. And um, yeah, I think you'll really like it. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, well, Colin, that's all the questions that I have on it. I think um, I'm trying to go back and look here, but I think that is the end of my list. Do you have any other big uh, home run points? That uh, besides dropping the bomb, that this yeah. is no. one of the best JRPGs of all time. I mean, uh, I think I no, think I've done no it. And I think I'm good to go, man. So yeah, I, it's a, it's a great game. Take a look and let us know what you think if you checked it out. I know some of our followers probably have already played this, and um, I'd be interested to hear what their takes are. I was gonna say since uh, they need a place to tell you where you're wrong, uh, where can they go find that to uh, to sound off here? Uh, at Canary Podcast, that is our Twitter, and uh, hit us up on there. Let us know why this is or is not the best game, or sorry, the best JRPG ever made. Um, that'll be that'll be a fun one to talk about and see what people say. Yes, yeah, big time. So cool. All right, man. Well. Uh, Good stuff. Good deal. Yeah. No. Thank you for uh, thank you for telling all of us about Octopath Traveler. Yeah. My my pleasure. So, oh, looks like it's on. Uh, if you have a Switch, I'm, it might be on Amazon for um, uh, f- fifty bucks, maybe. You know, Switches are hard to come by right oh now. Oh my gosh. No kidding. They're they're actually <laughs> predicted uh, to outsell the PS5 come holiday season. It doesn't surprise me D- one nope. bit because we don't know anything about the Xbox or the new PlayStation. I mean, we know a tiny bit, but by late August and it's supposed to come out at Christmas? Yeah. And they haven't even done a press release? You're yeah. going... Ah, That's true. That's true. I bet it gets delayed. But anyway, this will give me something to chew on while we wait for that the new systems to come out and all that. Yes, sir. And, it's, and some, while we wait for the new remake and all that. So. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, all right, man. Well, I think it's bedtime. Hey, yeah, get to sleep. What are you doing up this late? I know, jeez. All right. Well, like always, man, it's been real. Hey, it's been fun, Colin. It's been real fun. <laughs> <laughs>